Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Would you be the jerk for accusing your mom of being the reason why you're having a major surgery? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, would I be the jerk for not inviting my poly friend's partners to my wedding? I, 25-year-old female, am getting married in September. My husband Mike and I are doing a big wedding for 250 guests. I've always dreamed of having a storybook wedding. I asked my friend Marissa, 25-year-old female, to be my maid of honor, and she happily agreed. She's been a huge help to me in every step of planning the wedding. Marissa is in a poly relationship, and she has three partners. Greg, 24-year-old male, Brandon, 27-year-old male, and Ace, 22-year-old non-binary. She's been with Greg for five years and was the first partner she had. They added Brandon and Ace over the course of their relationship, with Ace being the newest member. They all date each other and seem to be happy. I don't really get it if I'm being honest, but it's not my business. However, the issue came into play when Mike, 32-year-old male, pulled me aside and said, while he loves Marissa, he didn't feel like spending the wedding explaining her love life to his family, which I understand. They're very conservative and hardly accept LGBT people as it is, let alone an LGBT polyset. I'd already reserved four spots for Marissa and co, but my husband suggested he invite a few co-workers to take the partner's spot, and Marissa could come alone. I didn't want to ruin his big day, so I agreed reluctantly. I know I should have told Marissa from the get-go, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So when the invite went out, she called me up immediately asking why she didn't have a plus three invite. I explained to her exactly what I said above, and she just said, oh, and hung up. Next thing I know, Brandon is calling me and begging me to reconsider, saying they promise they won't act like they're in a relationship, but they want to be there for me. Except I can hear Greg in the background telling him to tell me to freak off and that I'm a jerk and he doesn't even want to go. I explained to Brandon that I already gave their spots to Mike's co-workers. Brandon says okay, thank you and hangs up. Marissa texts me the next day saying she isn't coming unless they can go. Mike said he can't uninvite his co-workers now so it's not his problem. I told him I would add them and pay the costs, and he just said if I want to spend the whole time explaining their relationship to people, then so be it, but he isn't wasting his time doing it and will just send people my way. Our other friends think I'm a jerk, but Mike's friends and a few of my non-mutual friends don't think I am. Just want some more unbiased opinions. It's definitely far from conventional, but I think it's very disappointing to see OP not stand up for their friend and kind of cave into the demands. Is it really that big of a deal? I just failed to see how this would ruin the wedding, and if it has the chance to ruin the wedding, maybe it's worth reconsidering inviting the people who would ruin it, not the people who want to be there to support you who are in a relationship together. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? 
That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for holding a grudge against my brother for stealing money from me 16 years ago? I, female 33, have one sibling, an older brother Dan, male 36. Dan and I never had the closest relationship even when we were kids. I can't exactly pinpoint why, but it was just the way it was. Our mom was a single mother and our dad was in prison serving a long sentence and only got out when I was 17 and Dan was 20. When we were kids, our mom was working two jobs as a housekeeper and as a school lunch lady to make ends meet. We were really broke. As soon as I turned 16, I got a job working in retail to contribute to the household and hopefully save up for university. I was starting to save up quite a sizable amount of money after a year. In that same year, Dan got one of his co-workers pregnant. Shortly after she gave birth, she was hospitalized multiple times with postpartum psychosis and eventually lost all custody of the baby. Dan took custody, and so it was me, our mom, Dan, and the baby in a two-bedroom flat. It was feeling a bit crowded and cluttered, and Dan vented to me many times about how he needs to get his own place. Dan was really struggling for money. He was working a minimum wage job and had all the baby expenses to worry about. When I was 17, Dan stole my debit card and bank details and withdrew all of my savings, which was around 2,000 British pounds. He put my debit card back in my wallet and then left the house with the baby and moved in with his new girlfriend. I felt so betrayed that he would just take something that I worked so hard for. My mom told me I was forbidden from going to the police about it and told me to just let it go, as Dan is struggling and needed it. When I was old enough to go to university, my dad gave me money to go towards my expenses. I hadn't spoken to Dan since that day, and Dan never attempted to speak to me either. Last week, my mom tried to sneakily get me and Dan to meet up under the guise that we were just getting a normal dinner at a restaurant, and he was in on it. I told them that I don't want to see Dan. Dan told me I need to grow up and I can't hold a grudge over this forever. It was such a long time ago and he was young and desperate and he's still my brother. He said it's only money and I shouldn't be so materialistic. I told him it's the principle of it, that I'm his little sister and he stole something significant from me. He said I'm dramatizing the situation and that he was in a rough patch and surely I could understand why he did it. No one in the family is on my side here except my dad, and I'm wondering if I'm really being so wrong and so cold-hearted. If somebody stole over $2,000 from me and then never put in any effort to repay it to me, and then told me afterwards, even years down the road, to just look past it, we're family. I wouldn't blame anybody for still having and still holding a grudge in that situation. Our next story is, am I the jerk for walking out of the baby shower my friends planned for me? I, 28-year-old female, am 7 months pregnant. My husband and I are ecstatic, but anxious. I have pretty severe endometriosis and have already had 3 miscarriages. When we found out I was pregnant again, we didn't tell anyone, not even our parents, for the first 3.5 months. This is actually pretty standard for the Ashkenazic community, as it's traditional not to inform anyone but close family and friends until around 5 months. It's also traditional not to have a baby shower. One of my close friends, Eliza, 31-year-old female, isn't Jewish. This has never been an issue between us up until now. There were a few insensitive comments here and there, but she always apologized afterwards. Recently though, she's been making more and more rude comments about my Judaism. 
especially since I told her I was going to be applying to rabbinical school after the baby was born. When I told all my friends, including Eliza, about my pregnancy, I made it very clear many times that I did not want a baby shower. I informed them that it wasn't my family's tradition, that in Ashkenazic culture it's considered bad luck, and that given my history, as well as my husband's, his mom died due to complications during her pregnancy with my sister-in-law, I really need this sense of security. When we got there, her house was decked out in pink and blue and there were all these signs saying, OP's baby shower hanging in her living room. About half of our friends were there and they all started cheering, congratulating us and pointing at all these presents they bought us. I immediately started crying, which I know was kind of dramatic. I just felt really disrespected and overwhelmed and obviously my hormones are a little out of whack. I turned around and walked straight out of the house and sat crying in my husband's car while he chewed out our friends for not respecting my wishes, and Eliza for inviting us over under false pretenses. He came out about 5 minutes after me and drove us home, also crying. Eliza and the other friends of the baby shower have been texting me non-stop ever since, calling me ungrateful and overdramatic. Eliza in particular sent me walls of text telling me that just because I'm Jewish, doesn't mean I get to spit in the face of all she put together for me or decide how she wants to celebrate. But my husband saying that I have every right to feel upset and that all of our friends, including Eliza, knew this wasn't something I wanted. I know that in American culture, baby showers are a fun way to help out new moms, but I'm already so stressed out about this pregnancy that relying on my family's traditions around pregnancy has been really comforting. My husband's also appreciated keeping to these traditions. I feel like Eliza should have respected our wishes and the motivations behind them, but I also know that a lot of work and love went into planning that shower, and I hate that I made my friends feel unappreciated and like I don't value them because we don't share a religion. So am I the jerk? I think the simple answer is when it comes down to having your baby shower, you should be able to celebrate it however you want to, and that should be entirely respected by your friends and family. This next story is, am I the jerk for inadvertently winding people's dogs up? So to give some context, every morning I go to a small local park to exercise. There's a set of bars and poles for people to use for exercise, but I'm the only person I've seen use them. When I'm exercising, I'm moving a lot because I try to keep it high intensity. I'm listening to music also. Sometimes this dog walker group comes to the park and they sit and drink coffee and chat on some benches near the exercise area, roughly 20 meters away. Today, as I was exercising, I felt someone tap or hit my arm and noticed that an older gentleman was trying to get my attention. I pulled out my headphones immediately and asked what was wrong and he started shouting at me for ignoring him. I apologized and said I couldn't hear him due to the music. I noticed that four of the six dogs in this group were going a bit bonkers, barking and trying to pull away from their owners, and the older gentleman started telling me how it was my fault, and I was winding the dogs up and the same thing had happened last week. I said that it wasn't my intention and that I was just trying to exercise. He told me to exercise elsewhere. I said that this was the closest place to do it to my home, and I'm free to exercise when I want. I then asked what time and day the walkers come and I can try to get to the park before they come, but the older fella said, no we don't need to tell you that, we don't want you in our park and if you keep causing trouble the police will be called. I feel bad for causing the group hassle but at the same time, 
there are other benches in the park where they can sit also. This took place at a local park. It's an open and shut case. These people need to get over themselves. Our next story is, am I the jerk for scolding my daughter for letting the dog run away? My girlfriend Sarah and I had been discussing taking a road trip for a while due to the stress we both had been under. It was my 9-year-old daughter Emily's weekend with me, so it meant she'd be coming along with us. We decided to make the trip on Emily's weekend with me, and Sarah's Yorkie puppy Daisy had to come along. I informed Emily that she had to stay in the car and watch Daisy while Sarah and I made a few stops. Emily seemed to understand, and was content on playing on our iPad and eating snacks. After a few stops, however, Emily started acting strangely. I asked her what was the matter, and she said she was getting bored. I told her, sorry hun, but she knew what she was in for from the get-go. We could all do something together later. Emily reluctantly agreed. At one point, I stopped at a gas station to buy a drink, and Sarah went to use the restroom. When I returned, not even 15 minutes later, the back door was wide open, and Emily was crying next to the car. Daisy was gone. Emily confessed that she was bored and wanted to get out of the car, and Daisy jumped out. Traffic was too busy for her to run after him. We drove around looking for Daisy with no luck, and Sarah was inconsolable. I was so angry and disappointed with Emily that I couldn't even look at her. I tried to explain to her why what she had done was wrong, but she just kept crying. The road trip was cut short, and I dropped Emily back at her mom's house. Emily was really upset, but I was still mad and couldn't speak to her. I was too mad to even hug her or say goodbye. Her mom called me cruel and conniving, but I told her it was awful what Emily had done to Sarah's dog. I felt so helpless. I wanted this weekend to be good for all of us. Am I the jerk? While what happened is definitely devastating, they're 9 years old, they're allowed to make some mistakes. And there were some subtle warning signs when they were saying they were bored and wanted to do something. Is it worth it to make the situation worse by being all, well Emily ruined the whole thing for everybody? Our next story is, am I the jerk for changing my granddaughter's hair without her parents permission? To set the scene here, I'm a 55 year old father of 4 and grandfather of 5. The pertinent ones here are my eldest daughter Michelle who's 34 her husband Peter who's 35, and my grandchildren Beth and Sam who are 12 and 14 respectively. To give some context to the rest of this post, Beth and Sam are adopted and are black, where the rest of the family's white. The problem arose when Michelle and Peter finally saved up enough money to take their dream honeymoon, which they couldn't afford when they got married. It was a month-long holiday, during which time Beth and Sam came to stay with me. Beth has beautiful curly hair and lots of it, which she obviously washes and maintains herself, but she's still learning how to do certain styles in it. I asked out of curiosity what kind of style she'd like to know, and she showed me some pictures of ladies online with very impressive braids. Now, I've been bald as an egg since I was 40, and the only style I had before that was a mohawk in my 20s, so elaborate braids are a bit beyond my skill set but a coworker of mine who's my work daughter often has her hair done in styles very similar to the ones beth showed me i asked her where she gets her hair done and explained it was for my granddaughter and she told me that it's actually her sister who's a professional braider and put me in touch with her i took beth to the sister she got some very cool braids which have beads on and a cute little heart pattern at the sides and the sister explained all of the upkeep stuff to us, and even gave us the friends and family discount, which was very nice. Well, 
cut to Michelle's return and she's deeply unhappy about me doing this. Apparently she's always told Beth no to getting such braiding done because she believes that she's too young for it. And also she says it's expensive and doesn't want Beth to get the idea that it's going to be an all the time thing. I've said that I'm quite happy to pay for her to get it done as often as she likes because of how happy it made her. But Michelle's still taking the huff with me about it. Peter's siding with her as he says parents should be consulted about such things. Sam's sticking up for me by saying that it's nice that I'm letting Beth partake in parts of black culture she might miss out on in a white family, which wasn't really even an aspect I considered. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Honestly, I obviously am not happy that my daughter is not happy but I'm not sure if I really did anything wrong here. Help an old man out? 100% not the jerk. This is an awesome moment for the granddaughter and a great bonding moment, and I don't see what you could possibly complain about here. This next story is, am I the jerk for applying to my cousin's company just to show him I can get a higher role and pay than he has? Oliver, my cousin, and I are almost the same age, and we went to university to study the same thing. The difference was that I started working as an intern halfway through uni, and after I got my BSc, the company offered me a full-time position, which I gladly took and didn't go to a master's program. Oliver, unlike me, went to get his master's and started working years after I did. Oliver always made sure to tell me what a mistake I made by not getting a master's degree. I will always be lower paid than him, no company will give me higher roles, I'll get stuck at the bottom of the ladder, etc. He stopped for a little bit after finishing his studies, but recently he started again stronger than ever. At Christmas, he told me that now that he has both a master's and four years of work experience, he will overtake me so fast. In his company, he'll soon apply to, in a year or two, to a higher role, and he knows they wouldn't hire a person without a master's degree for that role. That was when I decided to be petty and apply to Oliver's company for said role. I got the offer this week and it's actually even higher pay than I expected it to be. I told Oliver about the offer without specifying the salary and he threw a fit. He called me a petty jerk and told me it's insane that I would go to such lengths out of my inferiority complex. Our entire family's on his side and now they treat me like a jealous mean bully. I mean, yes, it was petty, but nobody said a word when they heard Oliver tell me during family Christmas dinner that I will always be a nobody stuck at the bottom of the corporate ladder. I only wanted to prove him wrong, and it was fun testing myself. Am I the jerk? 
I feel like in any situation where somebody tries to verbally put a ceiling over what you can achieve, you always want to prove them wrong. This didn't harm anybody at all, so I don't see how OP could be the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for walking around the house in underwear so my husband would ask his brother to stay in a hotel? I used to be close with my brother-in-law, but we aren't anymore due to how he treated my best friend. I don't hate him or anything, but I would prefer if he wasn't staying in my home. When my husband told me he was coming to visit, I made it clear I didn't want him staying here. But my husband wouldn't budge and said his visit would be shorter if he was here, as they could work out what they were going to do about some family assets they were thinking about selling more quickly. Seeing him in my home was irritating me, especially since he's the type of person who loves making dumb sarcastic jokes constantly. I tried asking my husband to ask him to go stay in a hotel two days into his visit, but he again wouldn't budge. So I outright told my brother-in-law I didn't want him here, but that still wasn't enough to make him leave. I finally decided to walk around the house in my underwear because I knew he wouldn't be able to resist making a stupid comment and it would annoy my husband enough to make him ask his brother to stay in a hotel, which is exactly what happened. After my husband told him to go, my brother-in-law accused me of thinking I was hot stuff who tried to lead my husband around by his you-know-what and made a point to tell me it would backfire if I kept this up. My husband also asked me if I wasn't going to continue the show during a fight, as I stopped doing it once his brother left, as my husband often has guests coming and going during the day, which made walking around our home in my underwear awkward. He was already upset with me, but the fact that I stopped immediately after his brother left seems to have upset him even more. Am I the jerk? Some people might say it's just too petty, too childish the way OP handled this, but I think overall OP was just clearly not being heard and the communication here just sucks. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I don't attend my brother's wedding because his soon-to-be wife told me not to bring my fiancé? My brother's getting married next month, my fiancé, 26-year-old female, and I, 27-year-old male, have been together for almost three years now. She was the lead singer of a local band in my country. They were famous, successful, and at the height of their popularity, and had won so many awards when she decided to leave the band because she got tired of the lifestyle and fame. A few days ago, my soon-to-be sister-in-law rang me up to tell me to not bring my fiancé with me to her wedding. Her reason was the wedding would be her special day, and my fiancé would just take all the attention from sister-in-law since fiancé is famous. I told sister-in-law I understood, but if my fiancé were to be excluded, then I didn't think I should come either. I mean, my sisters and other cousins would attend the wedding with their significant other or boyfriend or girlfriend. It's so unfair to exclude my fiancé just because she may get recognized. She got upset and accused me of prioritizing a stranger over family. I told her my fiancé is no stranger. We have a serious relationship and are about to get married soon. When I told fiancé this, she looked really heartbroken because she really loves my family and likewise, but said she understood where sister-in-law is coming from. My parents are with me, but some of my aunts told me to just attend the wedding alone to keep the peace. Would I be the jerk if I don't attend the wedding? Unless you're married to, like, Rihanna or something? I really think their concerns are overblown. And even then, if it was Rihanna, they're what, months away from being family? Way to get off on a good foot with them. 
This next story is, am I the jerk for the way I respond to my new co-workers' personal questions? I, 28-year-old female, am a foster kid. Long story short, dad drug dealer, mom drug addict, mom died and dad went to jail for life, no family to take me on, bounced in the system from the ages of 7 to 18. Then I became homeless, worked as an escort, went to college, and this is currently my second corporate job. Like you might imagine, I don't like to talk about my personal life, even more so because of my first corporate job, where I was the last to be given time off during holidays or summer because I was a single woman without children. When I started at my current job, I made the decision that I was not going to get to know anyone. Colleagues will stay just like that. Colleagues. So I arrive at my desk at 8.45, I'm out the door at 5, I take my lunch break outside the office, don't take my breaks with the others, refuse all invites to things outside work. My new colleagues got the hint when I just said, no thank you, when they would invite me, when I opted out of the secret Santa even though it was obvious that I celebrated, and when instead of going to a colleague's wedding, I RSVP'd no and then sent a gift. They leave me alone. I leave them alone, but we're friendly and I'm happy to lend a hand when needed. Then this woman started with us almost three months ago. She's very outgoing and social, made friends with the whole office within the first week, and seems to take it as a personal challenge that I don't talk about my personal life. At first I was direct but polite. I told her, hey colleague, I appreciate that you want to get to know me, but I am an extremely private person and do not like to mix my professional and personal life together after taking her aside away from the others. Well, instead of backing off, she doubled her efforts. And it's not in a creepy way or a way that would allow me to go to HR, but I do not like it. Finally fed up with her, instead of trying to redirect the conversation or changing the subject, I just stare at her dead in the eye without saying anything. Yesterday she came by my desk and asked if I had plans this weekend. I said yes I do, but didn't elaborate. She then asked me what my plans are, and if I had someone special I was going to spend my time with, so I just stared her dead in the eye and said nothing for minutes. At first she was annoyed, then she started rambling, then she turned red and left in a hurry. Another colleague sitting close by gave me this disappointed look and told me that they understood I was a private person, but that was no way to treat someone who was genuinely friendly, someone who was trying to include me in the social life of the office. So am I the jerk? Personally I think of myself as a relatively private person, and god forbid I wouldn't want to be in this situation either where I feel like I'm being drafted into the office social group. If somebody wants to be cordial at work and wants nothing to do with you outside of work, I feel like they have every right to do that. It's called boundaries. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making our daughter, 17 year old female, clean our horses stalls against her will? We recently got two horses, my younger daughter, 13 year old female, wanted them as she's been learning to ride. My older daughter, 17 year old female, was against them. She's much more princessy and didn't want to deal with the mess and chores that come with horses. But we told her it wouldn't be something she'd have to deal with and that her younger sister promised to take care of all of it. Well, recently the older daughter's been disrespectful at home and staying out too late and her grades have been slipping. We warned her to shape up, 
but last week when we heard that she'd been needlessly insulting to her younger sister while I was out running errands, I told her that she'd be cleaning out the stable each day for the next week as punishment and that her sister would get a break. She got really upset and offended and said we promised she'd never have to go in there and scoop horse poop. I said I promised it wouldn't be one of your chores, of course, but obviously a punishment is supposed to be something outside of your normal chores and something you won't like, and I thought it was perfectly fair here. She's been doing it three days now but seems to be very resentful of our broken promise, acting very disgusted and keeps begging to get out of the rest of it, but I said I thought it's very fair and that she's overreacting. Am I the jerk? I don't know, if I was in her position, I'd be feeling the same way where it's like, I was told I didn't have to do anything, I wanted nothing to do with these horses. Also, I sure hope that the older daughter is getting gifts on the same level as the younger daughter, where the younger daughter got two horses, not just one. This next story is, am I the jerk? I told my mom the major surgery I'm facing at 45 is a direct result of the surgery she made me get at 6. I, 45-year-old female, am facing major surgery on my heel, ankle, and Achilles tendon if physical therapy does not improve my current pain levels. I have what my podiatrist has described as the worst calcifications he's seen on my Achilles. There's a very high chance that with or without the surgery, I'll lose my ability to walk. Surgery makes it less likely, but I'll walk worse than normal, just hopefully without excruciating pain. The issue is causing my Achilles to not stretch properly and literally rip the top of my heel bone off slowly. Any course my doctor and I take, I will lose at least some function of my foot. The calcifications are 100% a direct result of tendon lengthening surgery my mother made me get at 6 to fix flat feet. The flat feet never caused me any issues. My mother claims I walked on the outside edges of my feet, but regardless, it worked for me. In some ways, I feel like my mom wanted me to fix the flat feet because they made it difficult for me to wear girly shoes and they didn't look normal and I was a major tomboy. But that's besides the point. When I told my mom the doctor said my current issues were a direct result of the previous surgery, she got offended and said I was blaming her. She thinks it's a jerk move to bring the surgery 40 years ago up at all, even to my doctor. I think it was fairly important for my doctor to know, and I was simply stating a fact to her that had the lengthening of the tendon not been done, I would not have the calcification to the extent I have it. Am I a jerk for telling my mom, not in these exact words, that her decision 40 years ago is causing me to now face potentially losing my ability to walk? To be clear, I don't think my mom is necessarily a jerk for choosing the surgery back then. I do doubt her, given reasons. Photos in my medical records don't fully support her claims. They paint a less severe picture. But I'm sure she made the best decision for how she felt about it. Well, I'm assuming OP's mom did these choices on the advice of the doctors at the time. The way you can really be assured of this is because it's not a one-person decision. Any respectable doctor will only do an operation if they think it is appropriate, unless she got some very unqualified backdoor surgery doctor. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. 
Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.